Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Bibliotheques and Discussion. Today, I've had the great pleasure of being joined by photographer artist Howard Rankin. Good eve, good morning, Howard. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. How are you? Keeping well? I'm very well, thank you, and I'm hugely honoured to be included on this on this podcast. I've listened to, I think, every single episode of Bibliotheques, which has cost me a lot of money, um, but the, the the sort of roll call of photographers you've had on here is is amazing, and I. Very humble to be asked to be on, so thank you. Absolutely, my pleasure. I, I think it's about the only complaint I ever receive about Biblical Escapes is that it costs people money, but unfortunately, that's just one of the sacrifices we all have to make. It costs me a lot of money as well, as I'm sure you can probably see <laughs> all the books in the background. So obviously, we're here to talk about your book, Warmth of the Soul, which came out, I think, towards the end of uh, end of last year. Um, my copy, I think, took about four weeks to be delivered, but it did eventually arrive thanks to Royal Mail and our their, their delivery issues around Glasgow over the Christmas holiday. So um, I was somewhat relieved uh, given this given this sold out. But before we get into talking about your book, it would be great if you could give everyone an, an introduction to your work and your, your kind of background to photography. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm uh, I'm retired from work. I used to work in the, in the city. Uh, I'm an Essex-based photographer. I'm purely amateur. Um, my sort of journey into photography was pretty fairly traditional. My dad was a keen photographer. Yep. Uh, he had a, a Rolleiflex film camera, um, and he he sort of got me going into photography when I was quite young. We joined the local camera club, um, and at that point, I was shooting transparency and a little bit of film. Didn't have a dark room or anything, uh, and then I sort of drifted away from it for a while. Um, and I, I think I got back into photography when digital revolution started. I bought a Canon twenty D, I think it would have been. Uh, and that got me going again. Uh, I got married. We had children. So I took a lot of photographs uh, of the girls um, and sort of just gone from there, really. I'm a sort of lifelong Canon user. In terms of my sort of style of photography, I guess landscape and travel was where I started. Yeah. But I consider myself a bit of a jack of all trades, definitely master of none. But I love all sorts of photography. Um, wildlife, landscape, definitely traditional landscape. I'm a big gig goer. I love music. Um, so I've done quite a lot of gig photography uh, and I really, really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but lately, um, I suppose quite a while ago now, actually, like it was back in, I think it was 2010, I went to um, the Year of the Print in, in the Mall Galleries, which was hosted by Charlie Waite. And there were various speakers, including Doug Chinnery. Right. And that's when I first heard Doug speak. Um, and... He, he, his approach was, was different to everybody else's. It was much more of minimalism and a reductive process of photography. And that was an inspirational talk. And I sort of followed Doug after that. And then I then went down to, I think it was the Bosham Gallery uh, on okay. the South Coast for a Charlie Waite exhibition. Yes. Um, and I got talking to Charlie and he said, oh, you must, you must look out for this lady called Valda Bailey. She's <laughs> going to be a collectible artist. So I followed Valder and Doug, uh, and I did um, the, their workshop, which was called Impressions of London, which was really just to teach you how to do ICM and multiple exposure. And really since then, um, it's an old abstract and impressionistic approach to photography has sort of captured me, and I've become, I suppose I could call myself a disciple, um, but certainly I'm a very regular participant on their workshops, yes. both physically and, and online. Yep. Um, so that's that's sort of how I've got to where I am, really. Um, I love abstract photography because I think it's it's a way of creating something completely unique. 
you never know quite what you're going to come up with. You can't repeat it. Um, but it also it's a way of sort of capturing a feeling and an emotion in a way that sometimes it's harder, I think, with a representational image to yeah. convey. So that's really why, why this, this, that, that journey's come about for me. Very good. Sounds, sounds like quite a fascinating journey you've been on to, uh, to arrive in terms of where your, where, where your interests now lie. And I suppose it's, it's always nice when you've got a variety of interests, particularly with your dig stuff. I'd seen some of your, your photographs on your website there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite fascinating. It's, it's really nice to combine live music with some of the live photography and stuff like that as well. And as you see, you're working under very dif- different circumstances than you are if you're doing traditional landscape whereby you can kind of <laughs> relax, set up, and you, you've got more than just a couple of songs to try and get uh, try and get the images that you're after. But uh, yeah, obviously your, your book is very much abstract-based, I would, I would say, but it, it incorporates, I suppose... Uh, an element of portraiture into yep. it as well in terms of a, a running theme through it. Um, so I'd be interested just to just have a bit of understanding around, I suppose, the, the background to the, to the book and because and, it was obviously based on a journey to India. So I'd be interested just to, to hear a bit more about that. Yep, sure. Um, this was a trip that we did. Uh, we, I think we flew out to India on the 29th of March in 2020. And actually we flew back on the 12th and uh, we flew out from Delhi on the last British Airways flight before they, they actually shut the flights down. At the time, we had no idea quite you know, what, was, what the world was coming to. Yeah. Um, but it was a real transformational um, visit. I had been to India uh, two years before with my family, and we had an amazing trip then. But this was a dedicated um, photography trip led by Valder Bailey and Dennis Hocking. Yep. Um, and it was it was really was transformational. I mean, I think I'm not a natural portrait photographer. I don't find it comfortable approaching people for portraits. But I found in India, the sort of the openness and the generosity of people was so remarkable that I was just drawn to it. And I actually found that I improved my portrait photography over the course of the stay. Yeah. And I really sort of got involved with 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 the people. And it's the people that the book really was about. Um, Obviously, India is full of colour and light, and it lends itself, I think, to ICM photography. So a lot of the images are ICM. Quite a few of them are also multiple exposure. But And I came back with, you know, a, a pretty jam-packed Lightroom catalogue of uh, <laughs> images. But I hadn't any plans to, to do a book. I've never done a book before. Um, but I sort of got thinking about it. Um, and then I think, amongst other people, Paul Sanders... Uh, who I'm, I'm friends with, Paul suggested that I should put it into a book. Valder and Doug were very supportive. Um, and I, I really wanted to do uh, sort of something for charity because the most amazing experience I had in India was going to, we went to um, a place called um, Sunda, Sunda Rang, which is a um, sort of culture centre where they employ the local women of the village to make crafts. Uh, and it's very much women-based, I guess. You enter this this, this centre, which is a, a non-profit making centre, um, and there was loads of things to buy. I bought a few things, and I went, went, wandered off down the village, and there was a lovely lady standing in a doorway, and I sort of nodded at her and said, "Oh, you know, gestured, can I take your photograph?" And she sort of nodded, so I took a picture and sort of waved, "Thank you," and then she beckoned me in. So she took me into her house, which was quite a humble little abode took me through the sort of main bit into the back, which was like a 
that sort of open shack effectively. Yeah. And there was her baby um, in its cot, in her cot. And she sort of introduced me to the baby uh, and then gave me the baby to hold. And this is from someone who's never seen me before. I spoke no Hindi. She spoke no English. And yet she trusted me with her baby. And it was the most profound experience, really. Um, and one of the pictures in the book is me holding the baby, which she took on my phone. And yes. I've got pictures of her, obviously. Uh, and that was really, really the inspiration for the book. As far as I can tell, her name was Aranja, the baby. Uh, and when we can, my intention is to go back to Chandelau, the village where she lives, and find out what became of her. I have tried to get in touch via email and I haven't had any success, but uh, I want to go back and see what's happened to that little girl. Um, so that really inspired me. I was very moved by the whole experience. Uh, and then at the end of the trip, we, uh, we enjoyed the Holy Festival, which is um, all about colour. Yes. which is obviously made for photography and they, the paint gets thrown everywhere. <laughs> so a lot of the images around, around, uh, around the, the, the abstract shots are of, of the paint throwing episodes. And again, the generosity of the people was just phenomenal. Um, you're in the streets and people are inviting you into their house for a drink or for something to eat and a dance and they were singing. It was really, you know, an incredible experience. So having, having got back and talked to various people, uh, I decided to do the book entirely for charity, so the whole proceeds for charity, half to go to Chandelau, the village where uh, Aranja uh, lived, uh, and half is going to, um, a friend of mine runs a company called Secret Projects, cool. uh, and they employ women in India to make saris and other products, uh, but they're doing a specific um, charitable exercise to um, produce masks from mm -hmm. saris and from Indian fabrics to be distributed for COVID in India. Right. So the, 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 the monies I've raised from this is going to be split half between secret Excellent. projects mm. and half between Chandelau. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic uh, body of work and the, the colors are just so vibrant and the, the kind of, well, so I've never been to India. My wife has uh, with work. It just, it's the colors that I would expect and, make me think and, and put me in put me in those locations and just the the, the multiple exposures and um obviously the, the the movement in them as well just kind of gives you gives really gives you the feeling of a big festival a, a big event and i think i think they come across really well and i i like the i like the kind of the shadows and the representations of people in 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 the work as well and um, but also I, I i like I like just the very simple portraits at the end. You kind of work your way through, experience the colours, experience the movement and all of all of the motion that connects with them. And then there's the very simple, uh, honest portraits at the end, which which just give a which give, tell a different story in entirely. Yes, I mean I think that was I wanted to include the portraits because it's all about the people, you know, the yes. hospitality and the generosity of the people in India was was like mind blowing. Uh, so I, I very much wanted that to be part of the book as well. Yeah. And how, how I suppose you, you very much focus more on the, the, the intentional and ICM, I suppose, and the multiple exposures. Was that something you were quite, quite keen to set on in terms of within this book? Because I suspect it lends itself very well to the subject matter that you're shooting as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think I spent most of the time on the trip um, taking abstract imagery. Um, and then portraits of the people who were who really struck me. 
although I got to know a little bit. So I, it, the book was very much based around abstract, and it was it took a bit of deciding as to whether to include portraiture or not. Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad I did. Um, Greg was certainly keen to include portraiture. Greg uh, from Kozu, who's helped me to produce the book, he was very um, keen that we introduced portraiture. And I think the way he's it's been designed with a few portraits at the end and a, and a few portraits at the beginning with the bulk of the work in the middle sort of sort of works for me anyway. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a nice balance between it. I, I think it would it would feel a bit different if the portraits were were dispersed in between. Whereas actually, just having the couple of portraits, particularly the ones at the beginning, which are very representative in terms of why you've why you've yeah. undertaken the project or or I suppose an inspiration for the project, um, and then as you say, the body of work which then kind of follows on and provides the the story and the the, the connection and and the, how you were feeling when you were in those locations. With with some just beautiful portraits of of a uh, of the friendly faces at the end as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was it needed a mixture of both. Uh, at one point, we did debate whether we should dot the portraiture amongst the abstract work, but I'm very pleased we went for the route we did um, with two separate bookends, if you like, of of the people. Yeah, and the and the colours are so incredibly vibrant. Really, they're they're just beautiful. Um, but it must have been quite challenging, I would imagine, to, to deal with because you've got such an array of colours to actually, I suppose, make a natural flow through the work in terms of in terms of how you want to represent it as well. I mean, I think the, the there's a lot of, I mean, the whole, I guess the whole uh, structure of taking abstract images, particularly ICM and multiple exposure, is there's a lot of failure. Yes. So there's a lot of images on my hard drive. Um, and choosing sort of choosing what to what to include was was not that easy um i sent um a whole body of work to greg for him to to whittle down um i wanted to limit the cost of the book so i didn't have too many pages i could have a lot more images but we we wanted to limit it to uh sort of a a reasonable cost but still making good money for the for the charities um so i sent greg quite a lot of abstract work, but also some portraiture. And, and he, he very much sequenced, um, sequenced the work for me. So I mean, he's, been, he's been incredibly helpful. Yeah, I, I, and I think it's a lovely, it's a, it's a beautiful publication, which we can obviously come on to talk about as well. But uh, how have you found the process of, put, of seeing your work in print? Has it given you kind of like inspiration and motivation for for doing follow up work? Because I think it's very different from when you see the the body of work on your website relative to seeing it in in your hand. And you, I think you can really then appreciate the colours and the, the colour combinations and the way it's been sequenced as well entirely differently. Yeah, I mean, I think well, I, I genuinely am, am you know really thrilled with the way it's turned out. Um, I'm sure you know quite a few people will have their books produced, and that there's something in it that doesn't quite work for them at the end and it's a learning process but I can honestly say that you know I'm really 100% happy with the way it's turned out uh, I think the printing that Greg's done is is phenomenal um, I had I have had some prints done of my work for, for the wall yes. um, and that, there's nothing beats a big print but having a book with sort of the flow of the imagery has, has really been been uh, inspirational so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this up and do some more work on uh, in terms of producing another book which we can talk about, you know, and on yeah. if you wish. 
Yeah, and are, are are you pleased with how the narrative comes across? Because it's it's th- throughout the book, it's it's quite interesting. There's the, you, there's some that are exceptionally abstract, and then there's the one or two images where you just get a glimpse of of what the of what the subject matter is, or or what or what the story, I suppose, is behind each image. Yeah, I think that's I think that's quite important. That because I think for me, the abstract photography world, I wouldn't say it breaks into two areas, but there's certainly impressionistic work. Yes. where there is a hint of what's going on. And I like that very much. That gives you the sort of painterly look. Or there's the pure abstract, which is taking just form and line and, and creating something that you, I know what it is, but I don't want you to know what it is. I want you to draw your own conclusions. Yes. Um, so I think it's quite nice to have a mixture of both in that context. And in yes. terms of the narrative, um, I, would, I should mention as well, I was incredibly grateful for Valda for writing the foreword for me. And she wrote very beautifully in yep. terms of, what it had meant to her to be in India and how it affected me. So you must must thank Valda for that a lot. Yeah, no, I, th- I think as you say, there's when it comes to ICA multiple expo- exposure, all of that, all of that world, which is not something I, I I photograph or create in any shape or form whatsoever. There is there is a there's a balance between um, having some form of glimpse as to what it is and having total obscurity. Um, and I, I like you. I, I like a balance. I don't. I don't want to look through a whole body of work and kind of be shown the answer to every single question. Um, but at the same time, there's there's if I'm looking through a whole body of work and I can't see anything at all, it can be quite hard. Unless, but obviously there's there's circumstances. So it's it's quite nice to have a, a glimmer of of what it's about because it helps feed the mind in terms of what other work, what the more obscure work maybe is on on a similar theme. And it, it, you can then draw your own conclusions from kind of like the shapes and the, the form and the patterns that you've created in the in the in the more yeah. very obscure obscure work as well. So I think that whole balance really works well, particularly when it's such a I'm not going to say small body work, but relatively so compared to yeah. like a sixty or seventy page book. You maybe got a bit more flexibility to 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 play around with the play around with it. Whereas when you're talking a book of this size you really have a go I think there's a really great balance between what you can kind of like get some form of idea from and then the other ones where you're using your knowledge of the rest of the book and the rest of the work to draw your own conclusions from yeah yeah that's that's a very good way of putting it yeah yeah definitely um so yeah I, I and I think it's I think as you say Greg has done a great job with the printing because I think when you're talking about such a such vivid colors um if they were at all muted or desaturated, yeah. then I think it takes away from one what the images should look like, but two also people's impressions of what an Indian festival and and, and Indian color is like. Because even though not, not many of us have never been before, you, you still have your imagination of what a, an Indian festival would be like with really really bright vibrant colors, and I think those really come across in in, in the images. Um, oh yeah, I was very, very pleased with the print quality. Really pleased, and the paper he's chosen as well sort of works perfectly. Yes, yeah, a- absolutely. It's uh, it's it's nicely chosen to really bring out the, the colours, and I like the variety of uh, of the formats and the ratios as well. You've got some that are full bleed and, and some that are just nicely centred in the middle. That it kind of all suits it very well. So you obviously taking this forward, you're keen on working on other projects where you're maybe thinking about a book as an output? Yes, well, I've been working on, um, again, with, with Doug and Valda, uh, on, they've done a lot of online workshops during the course of COVID. And uh, one thing I've ended up doing is, is 
creating a, a body of work around dementia, right. uh, which has touched um, one of my family. Yes. Um, and I, I think I've got the makings of another book. Uh, I haven't got a lot of work yet, and it's, it's quite a sensitive subject, I think. Yes. Um, so the, the, the shots are very much uh, metaphorical and elusive rather than literal. And the, there's no people involved. It's all about how, yeah. how one might perceive dementia, both as the sufferer, but also as the, the sufferer's relative yes. or friend or whatever. Mm. Um, so I think you know, if I can build on that, that's going to be my next book. And maybe I can do something for Alzheimer's Society as, as part yeah, of that. Absolutely. That's what I'm thinking of anyway. Very good. And would, you, and would you look at a similar format or do you think you would go for a fancier format or would you maybe go entirely self-published? Because there's obviously a lot of uh, online printers these days that you can design your own layout, design your own book. What, what's, what's your chosen route? Because obviously some people maybe start by getting something done by someone else and then think, well, okay, okay that's fine. I've learned a bit. I maybe fancy a wee challenge myself. Um, others are, are quite happy to continue down down the, the route of uh, letting someone else challenge, yeah. challenge their own work. I think I think it's very interesting because um, I'd be interested also to know your thoughts and the sequencing aspect of it, of this book, because I think it's, it's very different when you're looking at your whole images just in terms of which ones you like, but it becomes very different if you were to select 20 images or 30 images and actually mm. try and sequence them yourself just to see how you come up with them relative to how someone else would come up with them. Actually, curious enough, I didn't I didn't do a sort of dummy sequence for this. Um, perhaps I should have done it. It would be interesting to see how my dummy sequence would have yeah, compared yeah. With, with Greg's, but I was very happy with the way he yes. sequenced it. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I would be very tempted to use Greg again for another book. I'd quite like to go for something a little bit more hardback, perhaps, but yep. a bit bigger. Not necessarily loads more imagery, but, but something, a, a, a different style, perhaps. Yeah. Well, I suppose but, the thing is you, you get the experience and you've got the experience of having done your first one. So you, you've got something as a basis point from which to say, right, okay, yeah. I like this. I would like to maybe change that or try this. And it's, it's, all, it's all a process. And I think I speak to many people who are on, who have published a couple of zines and then they maybe go for something slightly bigger and everyone yeah. learns through every every iteration of every book that they do and um yeah i, I think there's Absolutely. there's certainly demand for a whole variety of 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 uh, of products effectively but i suppose at the back of the mind if, you, if you're looking to raise money for charity then there's always there's the the prime aspect is raising the money for charity so if you've got a, if you if you go for the big fancy hardback table book coffee table book then there's there's there's, 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 impli yeah. there's implications there as well so absolutely it's quite a constraint whereas if, if i do another zine you know yeah. I haven't been in touch with the Alzheimer's Society, but you know that's where I'd probably start to talk to yeah. them about what what they would like if 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 we get that far. But this is sort of work in progress in my head at the moment. But that's that's where I'd like to. Yeah, like well, to it's, it's it's always good when you see someone having produced a body of their work, um, and and it gives them enthusiasm and kind of they see value in having a, a printed book of their own of their own work, um, um, because it is far more accessible even for just doing wee small zines and things like that you can get 20 copies of a a5 zine probably printed for not much more than a pound a copy sort of thing and it's a great way for people to be able to share small projects as mm. you say it's like you don't need to have 60 or 70 images if you've got a coherent body of work that all works well together then um, then there's, there's always interest um, in doing so but uh, 
it, it's it's great to hear you, you've had such a positive experience from it. Um, and and yeah. uh, it's it's yeah, it's, it's just a fantastic. It's a, it's a great body of work, and it's it's great to it's a great way to present the work as well. And not the least satisfaction comes from the fact that the uh, the edition of 100 has sold out, uh, which I didn't expect that as quickly as this. So I've got loads of very good friends and supporters to thank for that. Yep. Um, and uh, I've actually had another 40 printed. Very so um, the they're available via my website, which is Howard Rankin Photography. Yeah, I suspect. Uh, by, I suspect by the time this this goes out, they might all be sold out. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, it, it's remarkably positive that the the first edition or the first printing sold out sold out so promptly. But I think that comes back to also there's there's an active community of people who do enjoy, um, particularly zine format printing, whereby it's not it's not breaking your bank card. Sort yeah, of thing. absolutely. And also, I think you know because it's for charity, I think people have yeah. been supportive and. The remaining 40 will be all for charity as well. So, you know, I hope yeah. that will yeah. that sell. Yeah, that's it. And I, I, as I say before, I think I really love the colours. I love the patterns. And India is one place I would love to visit. Um, at the moment, it's certainly not on the, no. not, not on the horizon, unfortunately, along, along with everywhere else. But um, but when, when I look through your work, it, it kind of, it's what I would envisage in terms of the colours and thing and the vibrancy of, of the country as well, but also the people in, in the country because your book your book covers both. It's not just it's not just the colours, it's it's also the people, very much about the people and just their friendliness. Um, and the, the portraits at the end are beautiful. And it's it's really nice to see the combination of lands or landscape um, and and people come together and it kind of just brings them together you see quite a few books and zines that now try that now really bring people into into the context in which you're you're photographing and yeah I think, I think it just adds a, adds a different di different dimension and a different element to just a, 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 a straightforward book of icm or or the colors actually giving a bit of context to the people who, who are yes. who make up this country and it, the, you know, the book, the, the title of the book, um, that I came across an expression, which is, I think, pronounced Atma Ki Jami, which is warmth of the soul. Uh, and that's what I really felt about the, the, I just came across that. And I thought, that's it. That's the title. Perfect, yeah. it's, that's exactly what you feel about the people there. So the whole book, while not every image is, is of people, it's all been inspired by the people. And in fact, most of the images are, there's people in most of the imagery. Um, yes. yeah, along the way yeah. and that was the other thing that Greg had to do he had to find um, uh, a right, the correct script to translate <laughs> into the Hindi script which is on the front cover yeah. so I think he had to invest in a bit of um, Hindi software <laughs> right yeah yeah it's not it's, it's, it's done pretty well I don't speak uh, Hindi myself so I couldn't tell you whether it's right or wrong but I'll give Greg the benefit of the doubt. Um, oh yeah, we did, we did a bit of research on it, and I spoke yeah. to a few people in India, so I think we're we're there or thereabouts anyway. Yeah, but oh yeah, it's a, it's a great body of work, Howard, and a beautiful Thank beautiful you. zine put together. So uh, I take my hat off to you, and all all for a great cause as well. But also, it must be great for you just to be able to look back on your trip and and connect it with and connect it with this book as well. Oh, so, absolutely, so, and it's so much better to have it in your hands than than just look at it on the screen. It yeah. really. Yeah, it's transformational. Yeah, such such an emotional connection to 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 your trip and yeah. and, the, and the reasons behind making the book as well, which really which kind of really come through as well. So uh, excellent excellent stuff. Yeah. 
while we're uh, obviously on books, I know you're maybe planning your next one at some point, but uh, always very interested to hear what uh, others' favourite photo books are, because I'm sure I can probably guess maybe one or two out of your selection just by <laughs> the sorts of work that you photograph. But equally so, you, as you say, you're, you, you're a jack of all trades, um, and uh, I'd be interested to, to hear just what other what other selections you've got. So fire on with yeah, your first sure. book. I mean, uh, so in terms of book collecting, I sort of, like many people in the landscape world, uh, I started with the Landscape Photographer Yearbook, and I've probably got all of those and outdoor photography. And then I, when I started listening to Bibliocapes, um, that sent me down a very expensive rabbit hole. Um, and I've got some lovely books, thanks to you guys. And I think your, your podcast is, is phenomenal. Um, for lots of reasons, but not the least of which is to, to get us out there buying books. Yeah. Um, so uh, I have got, I think, five or six. You won't be at all surprised that I'll start with um, Doug Chinnery, yep. where it probably started for me, actually. So Doug produced Abstract Mindedness, which I'm sure you know, I'm sure everyone else knows it, but um, there's, there's a combination in there as well of impressionistic and abstract photography. Uh, and obviously Doug's poetry is in there as well, which has made a huge difference, I think, to, um, to, the, to, to the book. And, and, and again, all for charity, Young Minds. Yeah. So that, that has to be the first one, I think. Um, a, lo a lovely book. Yeah, phenomenal book. And a lovely bloke as well, of course. Yes. That, that, you know, he's also produced a great book there. Yep. Uh, another lovely bloke. So I've got the next two are Little and Large. So Little is um, Solace. Paul, Paul Sanders, yeah. Um, again, you know, a good friend of mine. Um, and this is a beautiful book. It is indeed. It has the sort of hand-finished feel to it. Yep. And the imagery is, is I think, it's, oh, my daughter was looking at it yesterday and she said, they make me feel calm. Yeah. And that, that sort of sums it up, really. Um, so I'm very lucky to have got that because I think they... The, they sold out very quickly. They, they sold out very quickly. I know a few people would have liked him to do a second edition, but I know he's not doing a second edition. So, um, but no, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful book. I think he did it with Eddie Ephraim's um, as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been really beautifully printed and beautifully produced. And I think a lot of time and effort in terms of sticking all those pages together, but uh, yeah, but no, yeah. yeah, worth, worth it. A real, a real crack edition. Yeah, and it very, a very, a very much, a very, it's very much about Paul as well. And, and mm -hmm. as you see, it's very quiet, it makes you stop thinking, makes you relaxed. Um, which, yeah, I think it's a, another cracking book. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. And then we go from little to large. So this is a relatively recent purchase. This is um, Marcel Van Usten, who's a wildlife photographer. Right. And the book is called Mother. Uh, and this is a sort of, I think it's an anthology of all his work. Um, okay. I love wildlife. I've been lucky enough to go on a safari, I guess, three or four times now. Um, but this is pure class, um, marvellously printed. The I would say the luminance is, is it's quite restrained in terms of saturation and luminance, which yeah. is it's all the more powerful for it. There's hardly any text. It's, it's all imagery. Um, but it really is a, a, a lovely, lovely book. But I say, yeah, that's, that's a heavy coffee table one, that one. Yeah, it looks. I'm just. I'm just having a quick look at it online now. Um, I get the advantage of having a couple of weeks' head notice on any books that I quite like the look of, particularly the ones that are maybe harder to find. But yeah, that looks. Uh, that looks quite quite a beautiful book. Yeah, and I, you know, I think of all the wildlife books, that that's the one that really stood out to yeah. me. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then I've gone somewhere which is slightly more unusual. Um, this is a book called Shadow Catchers. 
Um, and it's, it's edited by a chap called Martin Barnes. And I think this came about from um, an exhibition of cameraless photography right. that was the, the Victoria and Albert Museum about 10 years ago. Um, and there's five different photographers. They were at the time contemporary photographers. This is 10 years ago. Uh, and it's they're using chemigrams and photograms and directly printing onto applying chemicals to paper rather than using camera. Um, but the work is, is, is absolutely beautiful and very enigmatic. Um, and it suits my abstract mentality completely. Yep. Uh, usually printed each artist. There's a description of how they've done their work. Um, and I think this is a, this is a really good book. I have, I I think it's still available as far as I know. I've had, not had this all that long. So that, that's one I really, really recommend, particularly if you've got any taste for abstract photography. Ooh. Um, Very good. So that's four. I've got two more, two more recent uh, so, ones to finish with. Yep, um, right, right. Uh, Gathering Time, Simon Baxter. Yes, um, lovely book. Simon's a good bloke. He's a very sort of thoughtful man, very considered, uh, and he's, he's woodland photography. He's the master of it. And a lot of thought goes into each of his images. Everything is so beautifully composed. And the printing in this book is also magnificent. And equally, there's a lot of very thoughtful writing in here. It's not just great imagery, but he's written very well. Um, so that's that's a recent edition. Obviously, it's only just been published, I think. Yeah, just the end of last year. That's an absolute cracker. And of course, oops, last but not least, um, Valder. We may as well dance. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is a, a beautiful book. I know you've just had Valderon, Bibli Escapes. I listened yeah. to that broadcast. Yeah. So I don't need to introduce this to any of your listeners, I'm sure, but it's beautiful abstract imagery, very much informed by, you know, what we've all gone through in the last couple of years, and in yeah. her case, by her mum's illness and, and, and loss. Yeah. But it's, the images are so subtle, I think. Um, yeah. And... The, again, metaphor and illusion is full of it. Is is flows through the whole book, really. <laughs> yeah. So that that's a, a treasured new item in the, in the on the shelf. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a fantastic. It's a it's a great selection of books and a great variety of books as well, um, which I think it just shows you. And as you touched upon earlier, one thing I really enjoy about the podcast not just speaking to photographers who whose work I enjoy, but it's also exposure to other photographers, other artists whose names. I otherwise would never have come across if it hadn't been for doing biblioscapes. There's, there's no, there's no doubt about that. So um, it opens your, opens your eyes up to different ways, different approaches, just, just, and the thing is you can't buy all books. I can't, there's no way you can buy all the books, but at the same time, I'll still, I'll now go on and I'll have a look through. I might not necessarily buy Mother um, by Marcel, but I'll begin to go on and I'll have a look at his work. And then that takes you down a rabbit path down yeah. to other photographers that they're inspired by. And to me, that's, that's, that's a great thing. And I'm sure there'll be someone out there who will, who will enjoy that as well. And it, it, it's great. It's a great way just to open your exposure to, to different names and, and different people that uh, yeah. you can, you can expand your book everyone's own bookshelves with because it's not just my bookshelves that need to expand i'm sure everyone's have, have, have expanded as well and um, it, yeah it's part it's part of the joy as you say it's such a, a book is such a tactile element and i i, pref, I enjoy them so much more than 
prints um, because I only have so much limited space in my wall. So, okay, yes, I could buy prints and keep them all stored. And at some point I might put them up, but I can buy a book and I can enjoy it now. And I can, I can sit behind me and I can be working on something and you can just grab around, yeah. reach it and have post-it notes in different bit, different places and different bits and pieces that is, inspire you for certain pieces of work that you're maybe thinking about. So um, for, for me, there's, there's something beautiful about that. And um, I think now as people are appreciating it more and it's maybe easier for people to do it, now the options for printing your own or getting them printed at an affordable price, but not just the same format, the same size, the same paper types. There's the whole variety of everything. I think it's it's great when you see just how how things vary and slight tweaks can really a slight change of a paper thickness or a paper quality really just does impact on on how yeah. the whole on the, how the whole thing feels. And yeah, a, a wonderful selection of books. I could have guessed a couple of those, but uh, <laughs> it wouldn't have guessed them all. But but that but that's that's part of it, and it's that's that's what's interesting is the fact that. Uh, books everyone sees things differently and it can just be a different it can be a particular connection through the style of work or it brings back a particular memory that mm-hmm. that, that, what, that what attracts you and entices you to that book and i could have picked another six or or, or, or ten all of which have come via bibliotheques i have to say well, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that as a compliment. And yes, everyone, everyone generally always does say they could have picked far more and five, five as a maximum is hard, but yeah. it's supposed to be hard um, because it, it's it's about what really inspires. And the thing is, it, it I could ask you in six months' time, and you probably give me a different list of five books Absolutely. because because that's what that's what it's all. You maybe have one or two that would always make the list, but it's it's always about what what inspires anyone at a given time. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's rating. Um, I look forward to to following your work and seeing what uh, seeing seeing what route you go down next. Interested to to see your, your next book, whether you maybe actually venture into handmade books as well, because um, there's certainly certainly good interest in that. Um, and uh, you can yeah you can really go to town with something that's really quite special, particularly even as a one off thing for mm. your for your for your own work. You could really I know some people pick really beautiful fine japanese papers and and you maybe make a small concertina book of your own work and things like that as well so uh, the world the world is everyone's oyster so to speak just absolutely time time is the only thing that's a challenge um, as ever as ever but on that note howard i'd just like to thank you very much for your time today has really been a pleasure speaking to you um and and discussing your work and you you and thank you very much for for having me on and for the the continued success of the of the podcast My pleasure. Thanks very much. Cheers, Howard. Cheers. Bye.